You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland, where unfortunately it is a quiet ballpark today as uh, we record this show on Saturday, hoping that it would be a prelude to Game 3 of the American League Championship Series. But those dreams were dashed for the 2022 Guardians as they dropped Game 5, the decisive Game 5 of the American League Division Series to the Yankees on Tuesday night, ending a season that uh, was a surprise to so many because of the youth of the roster, the youngest in Major League Baseball. 17 players made their Major League debut, but so many great surprises. An unbelievable year from their most valuable player, Jose Ramirez, and so many of the young rookies who broke through. And we'll see how things go during the awards season. Is there a Rookie of the Year in store for Stephen Kwan? What about the Gold Gloves? We'll fill you in on that shortly. But first, a look at some of the news and notes from the week gone by. Injury-wise, earlier in the week it was revealed that Jose Ramirez has been playing with a torn ligament in his thumb, sustained back in June, and he will have that surgically repaired in the coming week, Andres Jimenez playing with a non-displaced fracture in his right thumb for the last month or so. So the Guardian's second baseman will let that heal, and he should be go uh, good to go for spring training 2023, as will Jose Ramirez after the surgery. Nick Sandlin, no surgery needed for an injury to his terrace major muscle. That's behind the right shoulder. Six to eight weeks of rest and rehab, and he should be good to go for next spring. And Josh Naylor will head to Green Bay to visit with the doctors who repair those major injuries to his lower right leg last summer that allowed him to play this season and be a big contributor. And uh, he'll just get that looked at, and hopefully everything's good there for Josh to uh, make it through his offseason and be ready to go for next spring. Coming up on our show in just a little bit, we'll hear from Mike Chernoff as uh, he'll visit with us talking about the season gone by. And we'll also hear the thoughts of President of Baseball Operations Chris Antonetti and Manager Terry Francona. But first, a look at some potential award winners for the Guardians. Gold Glove candidates announced this week and five different players from the Guardians were named as candidates for Gold Gloves. We begin with third baseman Jose Ramirez. The next delivery, swung on, banged wide of third. Diving as Ramirez has it, gets up, throws and got him. Another great play by the Cleveland defense. Ramirez diving towards second to snag it, popping to his feet to throw out Paredes. And Cleveland has been special defensively tonight. 
Boy, you talk so much about Ramirez and the numbers he puts up offensively, but some of the plays he made this season, second to none, and they always seem to come in key spots. Also on the infield, Andres Jimenez, second baseman, just outstanding and often spectacular. Now the 1-2, swung on, banged up the middle. Diving backhanded grab by Jimenez. Gets up from behind second and throws out Andrews. And Andre Jimenez with another gold glove caliber play, robbing Andrews of a base hit to center field on a terrific play to his right with a diving backhanded stop. Jimenez, a career shortstop, making the transition to second base. He may never move back to short if uh, he continues to play as well as he has defensively at second base. In the outfield, the rookie sensation Stephen Kwan with Many, many unbelievable catches in left. The payoff pitch. Swung on, line drive to left. Quan coming on. Makes the running catch right below the knees. And the gold glove left fielder, or at least he should be, has maybe saved the game for Cleveland. What a play by Quan in left. But, and remember, Quan was a career center fielder in the minor leagues, so he had to make that subtle adjustment to left. And, man, did he pass that test with flying colors. Miles Straw, well, you knew about the defense in center field heading into the season, and he did not disappoint. The pitch, Cronenworth drives one to deep center. On the run of Straw, track, leaps at the wall, made the catch! Banged up against the wall with his back and hung on. Cronenworth with a drive to dead center and Miles Straw again showing why he's an elite defender. Boy, Straw about as good as it gets in center. And then Shane Bieber also nominated as uh, the Guardian starting pitcher. Just about flawless defensively, so he'll be on the ballot as well as a potential Gold Glove winner. So a lot of awards potentially on the Gold Glove front for the Guardians. Stay with us when we come back. We're going to take a break right now, but then we'll hear from Mike Chernoff, Guardians General Manager. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. You could not have hit that field goal. Sorry, but it's true. 37 yards doesn't sound very far, but you'd be lucky to cover even a fraction of that. And that's in perfect conditions without 11 giant men trying to fold you like origami. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Mike Chernoff, General Manager, joining us. And uh, unfortunately, Mike, we're not in Houston and, and uh, keeping the season going, but, but what a year it was for, for the Guardians. And before we look ahead, just taking a look back, um, I know it ends abruptly, but you've had a couple of days to let it sink in. Um, impressions of the season when you look back on it, especially based on, on maybe where this team was at the start of spring training. It's, it's so hard every year when it ends, you know, and especially when you sort of see that we had a chance, we had a real chance to beat the Yankees, I thought. I think everyone felt that way. Um, you know, we felt like we had a real chance to beat the Yankees, and so it's hard when you lose, and it happens really quickly and abruptly. You're preparing for Houston, you're ready to get on that plane, and then suddenly you don't. At the same time, now after a couple of days when you reflect back, it really was an amazing season and, and a special season, I think, in a lot of ways. This was a fun team. Uh, we were so young and had such energy on the field. We came back in so many games to end up winning. I think we you know, had a league-leading 29 wins coming from behind this year, which was pretty fun to see. And we saw the development of a lot of young players, which for us as an organization um, is really fun for us to watch. And your team did it with a style that was different in today's game of so much talk about the three true outcomes, power or strikeouts. The Guardians put the ball in play. They, they took the extra base, all those kinds of things. You knew that was going to be a real strategy going into the season, but was there some apprehension until you saw it play out, not only in the first month, but consistently over the course of the season? Yeah, you never know what the style of play is going to look like for your team, and it kind of emerges over time. Um, but we saw a specific style with this team come out and saw the young players, you know, with a contact-oriented style, great on the bases, um, exceptional defense. We saw our pitching staff really come together, um, and guys like Shane Bieber, who we were sort of unsure about and um, coming off the injury last year, and Tristan McKenzie, who had never put up a season like this, put up phenomenal seasons. So you see those things come together. You see our bullpen kind of emerge you know, early in the season to be a real strength of the team. And that sort of style of play comes through in the end to see that we had a resilient team that did things a little bit differently from other teams but still was able to put wins on the board. The expectations that the front office has, that the coaching staff has, probably always a little bit different than maybe what fans and, and outside uh, influences have. Uh, you talked about going young early. You, that was out there in spring training where you had to find out about players. And, and sometimes it's good news. Sometimes it's time to move on. But within that, you end up winning a ton of ball games. Where was that part of the equation when, when you were deciding what type of team you might have? Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, we set the expectation every year that we are out there to win. I mean, our goal is to compete and win every single year. There are no excuses about that. Um, at the same time, I think we felt like the best pathway organizationally to trying to get to where we wanted to go was to create opportunities for young guys. You know, we knew that we had a lot of guys in our farm system that were ready or on the cusp of being potentially good major leaguers. We had some young guys on the team that we wanted to provide more opportunity to. And so, you, you know, as much as we had expectations of winning and those internal standards that we set for ourselves, you don't know how it's going to play out when you have such a young team. And it can go in a lot of different directions. You know, you, you start. we started the year with Yu Chang and Bobby Bradley and Oscar Mercado and Bradley Zimmer. You may forget about some of those guys, but... It doesn't always work out for every one of those guys, but we felt like we had enough enough 
depth to f- plug those holes with other guys and give opportunities to other players like Stephen Kwan or Oscar Gonzalez or Miles Straw or whoever it was to step in and really help take the team to a new level. So to us, that was, you know, like I said, we, we you never know what's going to happen, but we hold ourselves to a high standard and we let the team kind of emerge to take on the opportunity and take advantage of the opportunity. Mike Chernoff joining us, general manager for the Guardians. All right, so you look ahead to next season. I'm sure there are certain things you have to check off that list right away in the off season, and, and I would think top of that list, the status of your manager, Terry Francona, who's had just a tremendous run here, but prior to this year, two seasons of health issues, and I know he's talked about uh, how long can he do it. He loves the game, but how long will his health allow him to do it? Uh, his contract was up. Where do we stand going into next season? Yeah, Tito's coming back next year. Um, you know, and I think probably the, the look. This is it's a unique situation. I mean, Tito has now been here a long time, and we have such a great relationship with him. The thing that was most important to me and Chris and to Paul Dolan was that Tito felt healthy enough and felt energized enough to continue doing this. He's been through a lot over the past several years, and we want to make sure that he has the life that he wants to have both while he's managing and that that can be hard with all the travel and after he's done managing whenever that is and hopefully it's not for a long time but we want to make sure we're setting him up to have the healthy life that he wants to have so we really you know had a lot of conversations with him about where his mind was moving forward and where he he felt physically moving forward and thankfully he he's really energized I mean it was fun to see that this year coming off of the stuff he dealt with last year um to see how much this team, the young players around him, this group energized him, um, and just generally how his health improved to a point where I think he felt like he's still super motivated. And this, you know, he still gets nervous before every game and the things that are important to him, he's still feeling those. So he's he's eager to, to stay here and thankfully we've worked it out so that he can continue to be here. Throughout your career, you've probably had many different types of negotiations, some that worked out, some that didn't. What's a negotiation with Terry Francona like when it comes time to deciding his future? I mean, once you get, it, it was, like I said, it was about partnering with him to figure out what's best for him in terms of does he want to be here. And then once he made that decision, it's not a negotiation. You know, we negotiate for him. We want to do the best for him. And he wants to do the responsible thing for the organization. So at that point, it's more about how do we figure out a contract that meets our interests and his interests and is fair for everybody. I mean, honestly, that's our approach with players, too. It's not an adversary. It doesn't have to be an adversarial thing. Um, but in the case of Tito, we're so close with him, and he's so close. I think there's a level of trust where we want to make sure that we're taking care of him and that he's being responsible to the organization. Is the contract on a napkin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with cheeseburger stains on it. You know Tito well enough, yes. There's a high chance that it will be signed with a Sharpie on a napkin. That's right. So the team he'll have, um, most of the team's under contract. What are you looking at in terms of potential free agents, arbitration, things like that? in terms of what could potentially be back here next year. Yeah, we, I mean, we're really, when you look at our team, we only have Austin Hedges as our major league free agent this year, which, you know, means that we're in a pretty good spot in terms of roster continuity looking forward. And actually, most of the guys that we have are under control even beyond next year. So I think we feel like we have a really stable foundation. Um, we actually have quite a bit of young depth. You got to see signs of it even at the end of the year when Will Brandon came up for two weeks or Bo Naylor came up for the last week of the season, even guys that we only got a glimpse of. 
and some other guys in our system. I mean, you look at our minor leagues, our upper minor leagues of our system, high A, double A, triple A, we have the youngest team at each of those levels. And yet our combined winning percentage for those three teams was the highest of any organization. So we feel like we have a really good and mature um, and deep farm system that can help improve our major league team even more. Now that we hit the off season, we have opportunities. We have to look at how do we supplement the team? How do we help this team, whether it's external free agents or trades or internal guys? Those are the things that we're going to work through over the course of the off season. But at the very least, we feel like we're in a really, really good position uh, and starting point for the off season. And style of play offensively, uh, could that evolve as you go down the road here, even if it's with a similar group? I expect that it will. I mean, I think people often looked at our team this year and thought, oh, we chose a style of play and then fit our players to that. It, it's probably the opposite. Tito's so good. He's managed so many different types of teams. Um, for us, it was more about with the players that we have, with where they are in their career, how do we build a style of play that matches that group? And it was a very contact-oriented group. I mean, we just happened to have a group of players that you know, did this more with getting a lot of hits and getting on base and taking advantage of being on the bases than by hitting a three-run home run. But Tito says this all the time. We're fine with three-run home runs, too. And I think, you know, I can see some of the players on the team that we have as they mature and get stronger could work into some of that power. And I think we may also target guys that have some power. But it, it really depends more on the personnel that we have and how do we put up the most runs and, you know, make sure other teams aren't scoring as many runs. That's our goal every year. And Mike, sometimes this time of year can can really be a challenge because the season has ended. It's, it's disappointing unless you're the last team standing, no matter who you are. Uh, but my goodness, it seems like there's so much optimism, maybe more so than than in recent memory, about where this team can go from here. And and is that do you feel that in the front office that that there's so much good coming out of this season? And and when you look forward, it, it could really be good. No doubt about it. There's a huge amount of optimism that we have. There's also a reality, though, that this isn't easy, and really, this wasn't easy this year. I mean, there were points in the season where we were not the lead dog, and there were great learning experiences for our players in seeing that if they don't back down, they can achieve a lot of things. And so I think those types of things carry through into next year. But this wasn't like we just it was an easy year and we dominated and we're just going to roll it over and come back next year and do the same thing. Our guys, I think, have to make sure they don't get complacent. And they all talked about that in their end-of-season meetings after the last game of the playoffs about how they want to start improving and developing this offseason and how they want to make sure that they're on each other and holding each other accountable so that when we show up on day one of next year, we're even better than we were the last day of the season this year. I think this is a special group that um, that wants to take it to the next level, and so we're confident that they can that they can do that. Exciting times to be sure. Mike, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. That's Mike Chernoff, General Manager for the Guardians. Stay tuned. More to come after this. we got a long way to go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Karen checks ready and the payoff pitch. A swing and a pop-up. Foul territory behind the plate. Luke Bailey is there. He makes the catch. Ball game. The Guardians American League Central Division champs for the 11th time. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. The season is done, but earlier this week, in fact on Friday, President of Baseball Operations Chris Antonetti and manager Terry Francona met with the media in downtown Cleveland at Progressive Field and talked through what happened this season, where things stand heading into the future, some of the moves that could be made, some of the needs that this team will have to try and build off a surprisingly successful 2022 season in the eyes of many as uh, they had the youngest roster in Major League Baseball and 17 players made their Major League debut and yet they still won 92 games and made a deep run into the postseason before finally being eliminated in a Game 5 in New York by the Yankees this past Tuesday. And Chris Antonetti says it's always difficult when the season ends, but there's a lot of room for optimism about this ball club. Yeah, I would say still processing it. You know, it starts with the disappointment of losing. You know, anytime you lose the last game, especially in the postseason, it hurts. Um, but I think that hurt is probably um, – softened by the overall pride I think I and we feel about the way in which this group of players played and competed from day one and how resilient they were throughout the course of the season, the obstacles they overcame, the way they grew together, the way they played together, um, the moments that they created along the way is I know some of the memories I'll cherish from the season, even though it didn't end the way we wanted. I I concur with a lot of what Chris just said. Um, you know, the one we were trying to just tell the writers down there, the, the season never winds down. It just comes to a crashing halt. And it's kind of hard to, you know, you're one day you're in New York playing, you're packed for Houston, and then the next night you're home. And it, it's, it's, it's always the same every year, regardless of when you end. It just happens quickly, and then you try to process, but it's kind of hard. But like Chris said, there's a disappointment that we didn't win that last game. But – there's also a sense of pride in that how we played. And I think organizationally, I think we're in a position where we can take this group and get better. And that's exciting. So you said after the last game that, you know, you're kind of, this should be a jumping off point, right? A, leader, a point to kind of go. You've also had like the health issues, but you said you're feeling good. Did this team kind of reignite kind of, I don't know, not your desire because you love the game, but just you're feeling kind of more youthful, you're more energized by the, by the youth. That would take a lot. <laughs> um, I would say, though, like if, if you're a fan of baseball 
and you didn't like watching this team and how they played, that's probably you're probably looking to not like something. I mean, they're easy to like from from my standpoint, from Chris's standpoint, Cherney fans, they're a good group of guys, really great group of guys. And they, you know, winning wasn't always very easy for us. It didn't mean we couldn't, but they they did never back down ever. For next year, are you you're, you're ready to go for next year already? Not yet. I need some time to to I need some time to, but I'll, when when the time comes, I'll be raring to go. Chris, with this team, you have so many young guys. I mean, we had like 18, 16 guys making their major league debuts. Is that kind of a blessing and a curse because you have so many guys that are ready, but also you're gonna have to make some tough decisions about you know, who guys are gonna find the field, guys aren't gonna find the field. Is that kind of exciting, but also still tough? Yeah, there are a lot of things to work through. I think one of the things I want to make sure to point out is that the goal isn't to be young. The goal is to win, right? And we were, the way in which we were able to win this year was by relying upon a lot of young players. Now, the exciting thing for us as we look forward is that that group, you know, we have a lot of continuity on our roster. We only have one, one major league free agent. We can bring a lot of that group back. We have a young, healthy, um, deep and mature farm system that hopefully can help us contribute to the major league level, gives us the opportunity to examine trades. And we have you know, some financial flexibility. So you put all of those things together and it gives us a great opportunity as we head into the offseason to build you know, what we believe will be a really con- competitive team next year. You mentioned the, the, the financial situation, you mentioned the trade situation. Do you think you'd be aggressive? I mean, last year it was kind of like you wanted to you know, give these guys a chance. You only brought in, I think, Maley and maybe Brian mm-hmm. this year. You know, you said there's an opportunity. Do you think that there's that you'll be more aggressive this season? Well, we were aggressive in our attempts to bring players in last year, both in free agency and trades. We made significant offers to free agents that you know didn't work out or went somewhere else. We made meaningful trade offers. Some of those players got traded. A lot of them didn't. I expect that we will go into the offseason, again, trying to look at opportunities to improve the team. Now, where that leads is impossible to predict. The good news is it's only, what, October 21st, so we've got a lot of time to work through that. Is there any specific position or, or lineup spot that you're looking at more than other? Well, the one place where we have a free agent is a catcher with Austin Hedges. So that's a place where we'll think about how do we address that appropriately and um, what's the best fit for our team there, including possibly bringing Austin back. You know, before um, first season ended, you'd said like you probably have a better idea of what this team's identity was now that the season's over. Now that it's over, looking back on what you guys did, what do you think this team's identity is? I think they I think they took a, a lot of pride in playing the game correctly. And for that, me and the coaches, Chris Cherney, we, we were really proud of them. Um, you know, we didn't hit the ball out of the ballpark very much. So for us to win, we had to get on base, create some havoc, while also trying to be intelligent, catch the ball defensively and pitch. And like I said, it's not easy because it'd be nice to separate some games sometimes where if somebody makes a mistake, it doesn't cost you a game. We didn't do that very often, but we still, we won 92 games. Um, but I pointed out to them the other day that this needs to be a jumping off point for us, not a feel good story. And, you know, we need to take this and get better. And with this group, it won't surprise me if they take that to heart. Gonzalez, of course, she just became a playoff saver of sorts with the walk-off home run and then get you guys um, that big home win. What really uh, – what was his development like during the season? Because he's a guy who made his debut this year. Well, I think he's still developing. Um, 
which is okay. Uh, you know, he's an ultra aggressive hitter and we tried not to ask him to do some things he couldn't do. I think the hope is as he accumulates at bats and some maturity that like you'll start to be able to lay off this ball in here, which will make him more dangerous with the balls he can handle. And then you kind of see where it goes. I mean, I'm not sure we've seen Quan ceiling as exciting as that is. Same with Jimenez. I mean, they've all proven that they're can be really good everyday major league players, but we still think there's some growth there. Is that ability for them to develop still get you excited for what you're able to do with them moving forward? You better believe it. Yeah, because they're they're all the people you're talking about, they're great kids. They compete, they want to get better, they allow us to coach, and we think they're gonna get better. I mean, Stephen Kwan is is a leader in the making. And this kid kid does everything. He checks all, you know, he's want to put him in your pocket and take him home. <laughs> I realized that last offseason presented some unique challenges with um, the, the labor stoppage. When you think about the calendar that you had to deal with last year and, and hopefully quote unquote back to normal this year, what things did you want to accomplish last year during the winter that maybe you didn't have a chance to that you think maybe this year you, you can address? Well, it's exciting for us to think about the opportunity we have in front of us to partner with our players to help them, as Tito said, to continue to grow and develop um, heading into next season. Unfortunately, last year, we didn't really have that ability to do that. So in some ways, we were playing catch up once the lockout ended. This year, we don't have those obstacles. So I know, you know, our Tito, myself, our front office, our coaching staff are really excited and we've already laid the foundation with a number of players to, to take advantage of the time we have in the offseason to accelerate their development. I think we try to not just take advantage of when players are here, but one in, in the offseason too. And like Chris said, last year was really frustrating. Even from little things like where getting a, a funny text from Hedges after a fantasy football loss or something. But then to big things like talking about their winter program and what they're doing, we try to gain an advantage during the offseason, just like we do during the regular season. When you think about now that we're one year in on the PitchCom technology, do you have any overarching season-long thoughts on how well it worked? Do, do you want to see that continue to be instituted in the game? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's here to stay. Probably as it as it continues, it'll the technology will probably get better. Um, I thought it was I thought it quickened up the game especially with a runner on second, because I think that's where we all thought the game kind of came to a screeching halt, sometimes for good reason. But the, no, I think it worked really well. And I think it will work better as technology gets better. Chris, do you, do you guys feel like you have a, a unique advantage as we move away from defensive shifts where you've got guys on the infield in particular that are as rangy as they are, or maybe you don't have a glaring hole because you have to play under a certain set of rules down the middle? I do think one of the one of the things that the rule changes will impact is athleticism defensively for infielders. And we, as you pointed out, we have some really athletic infielders that are capable of making plays. So in the past, you know, when you could position players wherever, you would be able to make up for some of those shortcomings by positioning them in a particular place. Um, obviously, that's not going to be the case anymore with with some of the shift restrictions. So that might have a chance to benefit us defensively. One more for me. I, I know you, you know, you referenced Austin is under a, uh, a situation now where he's a, a free agent. 
the season just ended, but how far in advance do you have to figure out your off-season priorities, your timetable to get certain things done? How, is that stuff already kind of set for you, or do you take a little time to decompress before you figure out how you want to attack, you know, November, December? We've already started the planning. In fact, that happens, you know, while we continue to play games, we operate on parallel paths. One, you know, making sure we're prepared as possible for the games that are in front of us, but also begin laying the groundwork for off-season planning because once the season ends, whenever that might be, you have to jump immediately into that off-season mode. So we've got a good head start on that. We've, you know, we'll continue that work over the next few weeks and we'll be prepared once the World Series ends to be able to, to start to, to execute on that. When you talk about power and obviously like more power, how much of that can come organically, just Oscar's growth and maybe Naylor? And how much do you have to go outside the organization to find it? I think we hope when we talked about this the last group, you used more organically. I think that's a good word. I think we want guys to learn how to hit and they grow into power. If they try for power before they know how to hit, that doesn't usually work to, to their benefit. Um, I think we have a number of guys that will grow into more power. It's part of the fun of watching the development of our guys. You don't know where, where they, you know, they hit for high average, they hit for power, do they do both? Does one rob the other? We don't, we don't, you don't know all those, but, but they're, they're beginning to be answered. And fortunately for us, there was a lot of yeses and guys that we think we can get better with. I think one of our, I'm, you know what, let me, I think one of our challenges is to increase our offense like we always want to, realizing that defensively how much that helped us win and not sacrificing that. Yeah, you said it was early um, all season just started for you guys, but all the young talent you have, uh, are there any guys that you're really looking to lock in for the long run after what they did this year? So over the course of the offseason, we'll have an opportunity to explore those conversations with a number of individuals on the roster. One of the things that we will have to address is we have a number of players that are eligible for salary arbitration this winter. So we'll have a lot of con uh, contract conversations with that group and others as well. I know Tito probably won't want to talk about this, but the, you know, there's an opportunity for him to win manager of the year this year, given what he did. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can allude to it, but... Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, just the, the job that he did with this yeah. team, is he deserving of that? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, In my mind, he's deserving, deserving of manager of the year every year. Um, and the job that Tito and the coaching staff did this year was once again extraordinary. Uh, I'll let Tito speak to it specifically, but this was a unique challenge with an incredibly young group of players. And I think, you know, when you engage with that group and hear the dialogue in the clubhouse, they would be the first to tell you just how helpful it was to have Tito leading the way uh, with his experiences, with the way he leads, the environment he creates. So, um, you know, we would not have had the success that we've had this year without Tito leading the way. Yeah, that's, you know, I remember when I first came here, what, 10 years ago, Chris asked me if I wanted to have that in my contract as a bonus. And I said, no because that's not something I feel strongly about when those types of things do happen. It's an organizational award and gives me a chance to brag about other people in the organization, which I hope, so I hope that happens, but that's why. To talk a little bit about the, the experience of managing this team though. I mean, it was like you said, a young team, very different kind of maybe very different for you, but it seemed like you enjoyed the hell out of it. You know, early on, Chris and Cherney sat me down and, I mean, I'm way back into the winter and explained 
where we were organizationally because we were protecting, I think, a record number of players. But they walked me through it so I could wrap my head around it. And then I could take that to the coaches and explain that to them. So we, and the biggest thing I think, and this maybe towards the end of spring training, I remember talking to the guys and I'm like, hey, we can't be afraid to be young. Like, I, I just didn't want us to get in, like bringing in a couple guys that were maybe, I know I use the term muddy the waters. Maybe that wasn't a great term, but if we were going to be young, let's, let's be young and see how we do because nobody had a crystal ball, myself included, but it was really enjoyable and gratifying to watch so many guys never back down from a challenge, find ways to get better, find ways to care about a ball club when they're still trying to find their footing in our league. That was, yeah, heck yeah, that was good. It is a challenge, you know, for you as a coach and you would approach it maybe differently with the young players. And you spoke of, you know, those things, but could you think of something that maybe they gave to you? Um, what I just spoke about, they, when they, when they, the way they approach the game, I enjoy, I mean, our games were like, you know, we didn't spread many games out. So it's like, you're kind of, I know I've tried to explain like your stomach's in your throat. Wouldn't change that for the world. I loved and respected the way these guys played the game. And I'm confident that now with experience, the game can kind of slow down for them, but not the way they play it. And that, that's, that's going to be an important step for us next year is making teams try to play at our pace and our pace doesn't slow down, but with experience, the game does like processing the game does slow down for guys. That's manager Terry Francona and president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti. Stay tuned. We'll have some final thoughts after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. You could not have turned that double play. If you think you could dive, then spin, then launch a perfect throw 120 feet, you must be forgetting that you get dizzy when you stand up too fast sometimes. If you tried to throw that hard, that would be the last thing you did with your arm before shoulder surgery. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where unfortunately it's quiet as the season has come to a close for the Guardians. But our show rolls on week after week. It is a weekly show, 52 weeks a year, so that means we'll begin to transition into our hot stove shows. We'll have some coverage of the World Series, of course. We'll start to settle into our hot stove programs and catch up with some people in the organization who we don't necessarily have a chance to visit with all that often during the regular season. We'll get some updates on some of the top young prospects in the farm system and much, much more. We'll even take a look back at some of the great games, and there were many in the 2022 season with our Game of the Week segments as well. So that's all coming up on our Hot Stove editions of Guardians Weekly, and uh, they will begin next week as uh, we take a look into the offseason and start to get you ready slowly but surely for the 2023 campaign. 
Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you, you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 